Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the Enriquez Group, Realtor V. Uh, you road to growth listeners. Uh, today I have Harry Sanders. Harry, you're uh, in Australia, right? I am. Melbourne. Melbourne. So what time is it right now out there? It is 1 p.m. 1 p.m. Okay. All right. So a little bit, a little bit of a time change. So, <clears throat> um, you are the SEO, I guess, expert. Been kind of doing this since the age of 13. You know, 14 yeah. kind of really got into it, and now, yeah. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a long journey, man. But yeah, I have been doing this for what nine years now. Crazy. Time flies. Yeah, I mean, so did you, when you first started at the, the age of 13 of kind of getting into it with your dad's business, did you ever think at that age that you'd still be doing it or did that even cross your mind? Man, I, I wasn't thinking about it, you know, when I was doing it, I was just having so much fun. Uh, you know, for me, it was the first thing in my life that really made sense. Um and so I just kind of took it with both hands. I mean, I couldn't see myself not doing it, but I certainly, I mean, when you're 13, man, looking, you know, what you're going to do next month's a big deal, let alone what I was going to be doing in nine years down the track. So you're, um, so you're 23, right? You said? Yeah. 24? Yeah. 23. So 10 years ago, right? When you were 13, that was, uh, 2011. I mean, the market was, I mean, pretty bad as a whole. I mean, it was still kind of coming up. Right there, the the dot com things like that. That was what probably four years or so before that. For yeah, you start getting to it. Yeah, it's it really just started coming back up, but it had a lot of dodginess in the field at that time. It was a completely different era for SEO back then. Okay, so walk us through walk us through your journey. You know, I kind of already jumped yeah. into the idea of you mean thirteen to fourteen working your dad. Kind of walk us through your journey. Sure. So. Uh, yeah, 13, 14, started learning this great thing called SEO while I was playing a lot of RuneScape. Uh, I thought, you know, this could be a cool thing uh, to learn. And I just found this immense passion for it, almost like this craze about this beautiful mix of creativity and logic that SEO just paired so beautifully together. So that's how I first came into it and found out quite quickly whether it was luck, termination, or you know, a combination of all the above, I was good at it. Uh, I really had a strength in that field, more so than I've ever had in any other field or thing in my life. Um, and so I remember, you know, building out my own affiliate brands and stuff. And one day uh, I got invited to do some training for an agency and I would have been 14 then. Um, so as you can imagine, they'd seen my work, seen everything about me except for my age and you know, I didn't think that was an important thing to mention. I thought, you know, this will be fine. And I thought, what do agency people wear? I thought, well, they're probably all wearing suits and stuff, right? Because they're agencies, you got to look cool and important. And business people wear business suits. So I rock up first day of this agency in this terrible suit. Like we're talking super baggy, oversized, like a hand-me-down-from-dad kind of thing. 
And I rock up to this, obviously, digital agencies, jeans and tees, uh, not full suits. Um, so I rock up and they're like, hey, you know, are you looking for someone? Can I help you? And I'm like, no, I'm here to do the training. And these guys' jaws noticeably dropped. They're like, oh, man, we've made a big mistake. They didn't say that, but it was written all over them. Um, but they'd already set aside the time for the training. So I came in and I trained them on what I knew and had a remarkable day. I, you know, thought it went really well, stepped out and, you know, got a, got a big cash envelope because I was too young to get paid properly. Um, and two weeks later, I, you know, unknowingly started my journey. I got a call from them and they said, Hey, uh, what you told us was remarkable. We actually want to have more of you, but we want to have you kind of executing on what you've trained us. Would you come in, you know, a day a week, two days a week? I was at school at the time, but man, I think at that point I was already checked out. I was, you know, ever since starting upon that SEO journey, I'm like, no, I want to, I don't want to do school. Uh, you know, I'm fine at it, but it's not, it's not my calling. And so I do two days, man, no worries. So I just started going. I started, you know, I didn't tell my family or anything. I just started skipping school and that two days became three days. Uh, then I moved to another agency at 16. I became the head of search, which is a really awesome position for me to hold, and I'm really thankful for the lessons I learned there. Held that for another year, uh, and then at the ripe old age of 17, I decided, you know what, I'm, you know, I really don't love the culture of these agencies that I'm working at. I don't like the way we handle things, and you know, I think at that age also I had a bit of an ego about me, uh, and I thought that I could do a better job, which you know uh, <laughs> is probably one of the best and worst decisions I've ever made. Um, and I stepped out, and I stepped out from that you know really incredibly well-paying job, but 17 had my life all laid out in front of me to start what's now called Studio Hawk, and so. That so, was kind of how it all happened. To, to jump in real fast, right? So if people don't know, uh, SEO is search engine optimization. Mm. Okay, so if you, if you don't know that, uh, that's the case. So at 14 years old, right? You know how they, they say, well, tell me what SEO is or how SEO works if I was a kid. And you were, you were a child <laughs> at that time. So, so if, if, if you could describe it to other 14-year-olds yeah. at that age, how would you describe what you were doing? Well, explain it like you're five, you know, I'll, I would go, okay, so SEO, every time you type something into Google, a bunch of results come back. My job is to make sure that the, the clients that I'm working with or the results that I want to come back at the top are coming back at the top. So we do that by different kind of code we put on the website, different kind of people talking about those websites and different kind of content on those websites it's at a very basic fundamental level. Uh, why? Well, because the stats are 30% of people will click on that first result in Google. Um, you know, for a lot of companies, that's worth hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars um, to their organization. Um, so we make sure that they're getting, you know, all those millions and millions and billions of dollars coming through organic. When you started in the ripe old age of, of 14, right, mm. there probably wasn't or was there as many sponsors because I now on some of the searches, it seems like it's like the first five different categories that come up are sponsored mm. ads. Was that like that when you first started? Yeah, actually, it was very similar. There was actually two okay. places ads were back in the day. They used to be at the top and down the banner on the side, if you remember that. Okay. Um, you know, what's evolved from there is back then, ads were so inexpensive. They were so cheap, man. 
um, nowadays they're very expensive. You know, everyone's doing advertising. Um, so that's been a big shift. Whereas back then, yeah, obviously people were putting a lot of stock into getting these cheap leads. Whereas nowadays we get a lot of agencies coming to us saying, Hey, we're spending more money than we're making on these ads. How do we kind of recoup some of that and bring that back into the business? So yeah, that was, it's crazy. So, okay. You went on your own, you started your company and I'm assuming yep. when you started your company, it was all gravy. You're just getting so much business that everything went right. Yeah, yeah, 100%, man, and that's that's the story <laughs> I like to tell. Um, unfortunately, uh, if I want to be real truthful, when I stepped out, I burnt bridges with my uh, old agency, which is an incredibly dumb thing to do, but, you know, you can thank 17-year-old me for that. Uh, and I didn't realize how vulnerable I was. I spent all my money on forming a company. Uh, my home life wasn't so stable, so my mom was, you know, couch surfing herself, and I was living with dad and his partner at the time um that didn't have a place so I was staying at uh, his partner's and um for whatever reason she decided that I, I wasn't welcome anymore um bit of a uh, you know for her move and so I just like that found myself from being you know the great most successful well, not the most successful but doing great in my life to you know ending up on the streets um literally I was uh, I slept under a bridge for, uh, for a week, over a week, and then I was couch surfing in between, sleeping wherever I could in between, and this went for, on, for about a year, a year I was on the streets working with housing authorities, and you know, really quite a full-on situation, and I you know, unpacked this and talked about this in a lot of different things and a lot of different youth initiatives that I do. But the nuts and bolts of it was it was a crazy time in my life. It was really a, a rock bottom. I had no money. I couldn't find work at the time. Um, and I was literally just, you know, building out this agency, trying to get whatever clients I could get. Um, you know, I, crazy how, stories. How do you so how do you talk to a client trying to earn their business when you're basically living on the street? I mean, that has to be a very difficult interaction yeah. oh man a hundred percent because i would be rocking up to networking events in like tattered clothes and these dirty shoes and stuff that's all i had i didn't you know i didn't have anything else um and you know i didn't really realize it at the time but that presentation is so important um but you know i eventually after i just perseverance found a couple people that would take a chance on me because i was out there and i was charging i was undercutting everyone else because i needed to get the work right um and so i would be working for below minimum wage with these highly specialized seo skills that you know previously i would have been getting billed out at like 150 200 an hour and I was working, you know, 12 bucks. Um, but, you know, what what that did for me, while it wasn't a lot of money, it was some money and I could afford some things. Um, and eventually, you know, I, I did such great work for them. They were telling their friends and raving about me and I started to build up this snowball effect, right? So much so that I started to have a bit of money coming through that I could afford a share house. Not a, not a great place, but I could afford a share house. And that's where things really took a turn for me. Once I had a stable roof above my head, I could really focus on the business rather than thinking about where am I going to sleep. Now, how do you transition from, because I'm assuming over time, you, you started raising your prices. And so if you're making less than minimum wage and you were making $100 or $150 an hour before, 
right? That had to be a pretty big jump to transition. How, how did that transition work out? Well, I, I think it worked out very well because for most of the clients, uh, I was making them a lot of money. We're talking serious money. They might have been paying me kind of minimum wage, but they were starting to see tens of thousands of dollars come through. So that trust was really built, right? They're like, wow, this guy really, he really is good for us. So I was easily able to raise my prices because I'd already proven to them what, uh, what an economic result they would get out of working from me. Um, so that wasn't really a problem. And so I started raising those prices still to, you know, affordable levels compared to, you know, what we would be looking at today. But but that was how we kind of got started. Um, so that wasn't a major, uh, a major shift or anything. It's just kind of natural progression. And any new clients I got on, I started to know my worth. Um, but yeah, that was really fundamentally how the company started. And I mean, to give you a snapshot of where we are now, um you know five years post that we've now got 35 staff in australia we now have a team of four in london um you know probably about six million seven million in total billables uh just doing seo working you know we're the largest now in australia and hell-bent on that global domination how do you stay above the game because i look at it sometimes where i used to be fairly good in technology I used to be fairly good in technology, and now I see my nieces and nephews basically doing coding. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I did not stay up to it to start seeing what was going on. So I'm assuming the technology and the SEO is changing on a, a monthly, yearly basis. What are you doing to stay in front of the, the competition? Yeah, it's, it's an incredibly good question, actually. Um, I mean, for me, it's a strong focus. We're very, very incredibly focused and niched on what we do. Rather, we're not a digital marketing agency. We don't do your advertising. We don't do your social media. We literally just do SEO. So that one component of the bigger puzzles, so very, very specialized, which gives us a remarkable ability to own that space where we're competing with companies like you explained that are doing a lot of different things, things shift quickly and all of a sudden their knowledge is relevant. Our entire company revolves around that one thing. So we have different people responsible in their job descriptions for new technologies, new initiatives, new things that are emerging in that space and rolling them out into SOPs or statements of processes for the broader agency. And then we have our own sites that we experiment on before bringing things to client sites. And so that whole system and, and tier really gives us an edge on more rounded competition. Something that I, I, I was just thinking about while you're talking and you're, you're telling that I really forgot about is you're telling me how big your company is and how many employees you brought on. Right. And that was only five years ago that you're basically homeless on the street. Yeah. When, how did that, that transition work out from learning to take care of yourself and having your, yourself a minimum wage and now taking other people's lives in your hand because now you have to give them work, make sure that mm. you have enough money to, to take care of, of their job? I mean, how yeah. that work out for you? Well, it was a big transition point from when it went from being about me to being about others. And as soon as I got that first staff member, I think it started shifting and that mindset started changing. I started realizing, well, this is bigger than me now. I have to look after these other people. Um, and so it's just a mindset shift. And I started focusing on how do I make sure that these guys have got consistent work, consistent money coming in and I can help. Uh, other people because a lot of the people at studio hawker you know come from disadvantaged backgrounds or all sorts of different backgrounds like myself right mm. 
And that's always been a big part of uh, the cultural values of studio, giving people opportunity uh, and allowing people to realize that. So I, I think at that point was when it started becoming a big thing. And, you know, I, it's not something I think about a crazy amount. It's it's we've got such strong values and such a strong why at the very center of what we do that makes growing very easy because it all just comes down to why. Well, we want to create an agency that people love working for and therefore our clients will love working with. It's just a very strong, easy to understand why. Okay, this is a question I, I've never asked before, but I'm really curious because you're, you're talking yeah. about the culture and like that, is what is something that you wouldn't bring on a person? If someone was, if I'm interviewing for a job to work at Studio mm. Hawk, right? And I had this one quality, you wouldn't hire me because I had it. And what's one quality, if I did have it, you'd probably want to hire me. Uh, one uh, quality that I wouldn't hire you for apathy, having okay. you know a nonchalance approach to what you do. You're either in or you're out. I don't need you know a fence sitter kind of yeah I'll do this for a little bit, see how it goes kind of thing. You're either in or you're out. That that will cost you the job. The quality I will hire you for is your passion. If you come to me, even if you're not that great, even if you're you know just getting started, but you come to me, you're passionate, you've done you know background research, you know that this is what you want to do. Yeah, that'll get you an interview and probably a job. If you could go back and look at your 14 year old self, that, that one person that was working for your dad, yeah, would you hire that person? For your company? That, that's a really good question. I've never been asked that before. I think I would hire 14-year-old me, but not 16-year-old me. Okay. I feel like 14-year-old me was hungry, eager, passionate, you know, a great hire. I think 16-year-old me had been through the agency landscape and been molded into, um, you know, and, and been shaped by what that agency's culture was, which is very ego-driven, uh you know too ambitious um to a point of you know disaster and i would not hire 16 year old me i think 16 year old me needed a good slap and a punch um but 14 year old me certainly now if we jump in from another five years so you've come from five years from being homeless to now having you know six million dollars in in a stream on a um where are you going to be in the next five years <laughs> Ain't that a good question? Well, we've already been setting up the UK. Uh, we've been setting up the US. Uh, Australia is on a great trajectory over here as well. Um, I think for me to say, you know, where I'm going to be in the next five years is, is incredibly difficult. I'd love to be at 100 people in Australia uh, or globally. Um, I would also have, you know, where one of the big roadblocks that we've had to overcome is this idea of training because in the SEO landscape, we've basically hired everyone that's got the prerequisite skills. So now we're at this point where, oh crap, we need to teach people these skills so that we can hire them, right? So that's why we created this thing called Hawk Academy. So I'd love to see Hawk Academy grow into a bigger initiative around, you know, getting people excited about SEO and this new landscape of digital that's ushering in and coming in. Um, so I'd love to see that becoming, you know, we're at 2000 students now. I'd love to see that get to a hundred thousand students. What's the, the goal of Hawk Academy? Is it like a feeder system to maybe going to studio Hawk or is it educating people to grow their own business? What's the, it, it's educating people to grow their own business. It's like, 
it's it's a very simple premise. It's we want people to learn and understand SEO for two reasons. Number one, you're gonna love it. Yeah, that's a that's a guarantee. If you don't like it, I don't want to hear it. Right? I can't believe you don't like it. Um, but it is such an exciting emerging field that I don't think enough people have had exposure to. So that's one part of it. I need people to learn more about it, become skilled at it. Um, because that uplifts the whole market. It uplifts the market for service providers. It uplifts the markets for clients. It uplifts the market for potential talent acquisitions for us. That's really what it is. It's a rising time raises all boats kind of situation. It's not something where, you know, where I think we've lost like $110,000 on that project, you know, and we'll probably lose another $100,000 more. Um, and I'm totally cool with that as long as we're getting strong, educated people throughout the other side whether that's business owners implementing for themselves whether that's people learning how to do it and wanting to work for someone but that's really the goal how long does it take to graduate from hawk academy i mean it depends on who's doing it you can graduate in as quick as a week you can come out with a certificate and really have a strong understanding of seo in a week some people take a month you know, um, you know, we've got a couple of students now that have been going through it for three months, just kind of chipping away, redoing videos, taking notes, rechecking their notes. So it really is up to you. Um, but you, you can do it for free. There's totally free versions and you can sign up for and learn uh, a lot of SEO. So that's really the goal. Well, you got me so excited about about SEO that I'm going to probably have to jump on there, if not tonight, tomorrow, and really get Hell into yeah. it. Hopefully people listening right now are, are getting the same excitement for this uh, as me. And if people want to learn more about basically your company, Hawk Academy, what are the best platforms mm. for them to go to? Yeah, like I obviously got the website studiohawk.com.au or hawkacademy.co. Um, if you want to get in touch, uh, I'm active on you know Facebook and LinkedIn. So I think I'm Harry Sanders SEO on Facebook. And I'm pretty sure I'm the same thing on LinkedIn, Harry Sanders SEO there. So shoot me a message, say hi. Otherwise, if you're an email person, send it to hello at studiohawk.com.au. And yeah, we'll, we'll get someone to be in touch. Fantastic. Thank, thank you, Harry, for being on the platform. Thank you for telling your story. And I mean, it doesn't matter, I mean, how old you are, how young you are. I mean, it just matters if you have that drive, have that skill set. And that's, yeah. that's what, I mean, I, I took away from, from everything. And hopefully people listening right here, you know, if, uh, if let's say you're 20, 26 right now and you're still trying to figure out your life, don't worry, you're not alone. I've had other guests on here that have later in life, you know, Harry was just a, a strong-minded individual. So I, I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, thank you. And I appreciate your time for um, interviewing me and for those listening, thank you. Thank you guys. Please subscribe, please share, and of course, tell your friends. Thank you for listening to The Road to Growth, Success of an Entrepreneur. Please like, subscribe, and stay connected. Visit www.TheEnriquezGroup.com. Yeah, I created a website. Hope to see you again next week. The Enriquez Group, signing off.